It's Monday, September the 27th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Germany's tight election and a big drop in life expectancy. First, the world in brief. Germany's federal election delivered a close result, with the two biggest parties each securing about 25% of the vote. The election will bring to an end Angela Merkel's 16 years as Chancellor. Her centre-right Christian Democratic Union, led by Armin Laschet, trailed by a thin margin the centre-left Social Democrats of Olaf Scholz. Protracted coalition negotiations with smaller parties will now be needed, while Mrs Merkel stays on as caretaker. Mr Schultz, though, has the upper hand. The pandemic has caused life expectancy in Western Europe to fall by the largest amount since the Second World War, according to a study by the University of Oxford. Compared with 2019, overall life expectancy in 2020 fell in 27 of the 29 countries covered, which included much of Europe, the United States and Chile. Males in America showed the biggest drop-off. Their life expectancy fell by more than two years to under 75. Britain suspended competition laws that regulate oil firms as petrol stations across the country ran out of fuel. The government will reportedly draft in troops to address a paucity of lorry drivers, which has led to shortages of many goods, including petrol. It blamed the pandemic and panic buying for the crisis. Others say Brexit has led to an exodus of foreign-born hauliers. Switzerland voted to introduce same-sex marriage in a nationwide referendum with about 64% of citizens in favour. Civil partnerships for same-sex couples were authorised in 2007, but they bestow fewer rights than marriage. Meanwhile, voters in San Marino voted overwhelmingly to legalise abortion. The tiny country, enclaved by Italy, is one of the last places in Europe where the procedure is completely banned. Justin Trudeau, Canada's Prime Minister, greeted Michael Kovrig and Michael Spaver as they arrived home after more than two years in detention in China. They were released just after Meng Wanzhou, Huawei's chief financial officer, was allowed to return to China from Canada after fighting extradition to America. Republican congressmen have criticised the Biden administration for engaging in what looks like hostage diplomacy. Xi Jinping, China's president, gave a bleak assessment of tensions with Taiwan, calling the situation, quote, complex and grim. Mr Xi was writing to congratulate Eric Chu on his election on Saturday as leader of Taiwan's main opposition party, the Kuomintang. The KMT is more open than Taiwan's present government to dialogue with the Chinese Communist Party. Five Palestinians were killed and two Israeli soldiers injured during overnight Israeli raids on Sunday in the occupied West Bank. An Israeli army spokesperson said that all those killed were members of Hamas, the militant group that rules Gaza. Tensions have risen following the escape of six Palestinians from an Israeli prison earlier this month. And fact of the day. 37. The average age of Hong Kong residents intending to come to Britain. 
Most new migrants globally are younger and unencumbered. And now, here's today's agenda. Coalition confusion. Germany's national election. Germany's election ended in a virtual tie between the two biggest parties, each winning about 25% of the votes. The centre-right Christian Democratic Union of the outgoing Chancellor, Angela Merkel, now led by Armin Laschet and its ally, the CSU, trailed by a tiny margin the centre-left Social Democrats, led by Olaf Scholz. Mrs Merkel will stay in office during weeks or months of coalition negotiations. Leaders of both the CDU and the SPD claimed a mandate to begin talks with the Greens, about 15% of the vote, and the pro-business Free Democrats, about 12%. Mr Laschet might lead a, quote, Jamaica coalition, or Mr Schultz a, quote, traffic light one. The names derive from the party's colours and Jamaica's flag. Both would enjoy clear majorities. A left-wing coalition would unite the SPD, Greens and the hard-left Die Linke. Current projections place that grouping slightly short of a majority, but it could yet end up with one. The Diplomatic Dance After the UN General Assembly Quote, I Wanna Dance sang BTS, a Korean boy band, in a video made at the UN's headquarters in New York before a week of speeches by global leaders, ending on Monday. Climate change was the refrain of the General Assembly, with a drumbeat of pledges and pleas. President Joe Biden promised to double America's climate finance for developing countries. President Xi Jinping said China would stop financing coal power abroad. Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, who will host the COP26 climate summit in Glasgow in November, called for bold commitments while invoking both Kermit the Frog and Sophocles. Small countries sang together too. Quote, The difference between 1.5 degrees and 2 degrees is a death sentence for the Maldives, said that country's president. Fellow leaders of the Alliance of Small Island States urged big emitters to end fossil fuel subsidies by 2023. Attention will now turn to COP26. BTS's lyrics seem apt. Quote, Don't need to talk the talk, just walk the walk. No pollutants, please. The COVID-19 vaccine's religious objectors. From Monday, New York State will require hospital and care home staff to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Thousands who refuse will get sacked. In anticipation of staffing shortages, Kathy Hochul, the new governor, may import vaccinated workers from other states. But those who object on religious grounds will keep their job for now. They sued the state officials in protest, and a court said they need not comply while the case is pending. As vaccine mandates proliferate, many people want such religious exemptions. They cite scripture, which says, quote, Your body is a temple, and warns against contaminating it. Others dislike the fact that the vaccines were developed using cell lines from aborted fetal tissue. Under anti-discrimination laws, 
firms must, quote, reasonably accommodate employees with, quote, sincerely held beliefs unless it would cause, quote, undue hardship to the business. They could offer vaccine objectors remote work, for example. More disagreements between firms and staff will end up in the courts and judges will have to decide what counts as reasonable. Fraying Sri Lanka's textile industry Sri Lanka faces a new economic threat this week. A European Union investigation beginning on Monday could cut its preferential access to EU markets. Sri Lanka currently benefits from a system which removes import duties for vulnerable developing economies subject to good governance clauses. In June, the European Parliament adopted a resolution noting that Sri Lanka's preferential access depended on its replacing a controversial anti-terror law, which is still in place, and adhering to international conventions on human rights. The European Parliament expressed, quote, deep concerns about human rights in the country. The garment industry is most at risk. The sector accounts for more than a third of Sri Lanka's total sales abroad. And Europe is the country's most important market. Collectively, Belgium, Germany, Italy and the Netherlands buy about 16% of Sri Lanka's exports. The pandemic-driven collapse of tourism revenue has already driven the country into an economic crisis. Pride and Joy Nuclear Family Before becoming a filmmaker, Rai Russo Young was the object of a lawsuit that revolved around the definition of, quote, family. She examines this experience in Nuclear Family, a documentary which had its premiere on HBO on Sunday. In the early 1980s, sperm banks would not serve lesbian couples. So Miss Russo Young's mothers solicited sperm from two gay acquaintances with the hope that they would maintain only peripheral ties with the children. Years later, one of the men who helped conceive Miss Russo Young sued her parents to be recognised as the legal father. The idea of an LGBT family was unthinkable to most, most of all the courts, which sided with the donor. Some following the case agreed with the decision, wondering why Miss Russo Young could not have three parents. Others were indignant at the idea that a family required a father. The case raised important questions about what constitutes familial ties. The film seeks to do the same. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Jacques Benic Bousouet. The greatest weakness of all weaknesses is to fear too much to appear weak. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.